It's Saturday, January 26th. What's going on with you out there? I just want to take the time again to say thank you to everyone who has supported, liked, shared, commented, sent me a DM, requested information. Y'all some MVPs out here, man. I mean, I'm telling you the truth. Now, I wanted to also send a quick shout out to two people. I got one person, you know, at the end of my podcast, I always say, send me $5. Well, somebody actually sent me $5. And I want to send a shout out to my cousin in Ohio. Corey, thank you for them $5. I appreciate that. Got me a Egg McMuffin meal this morning. I sure did. I sure appreciate it. And I also wanted to send a shout out to one of my young listeners. My Bieber over there. He know who he is. He's listening to my podcast now. You can listen to my podcast today, but probably on February 9th, you might not need to listen to it, Bieber. I love you. I'm going to bring you some donuts. <laughs> All right, so... I got a lot to cover today. Um, a lot of you did not send me your stories because <laughs> you sent me an email and said, or you sent me a text message and said, you wanted to share a story, but you didn't think it was funny enough. And I tried to encourage you to go ahead and send it anyway, but you didn't. So that's okay. Um, a lot of people just don't feel like their stories would be funny enough. I would have just kept you anonymous, but... If you didn't want to share, that's fine. I'll go ahead and share mine. Also wanted to remind everyone, it is about to be tax season, okay? And when tax season comes, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't mean no harm. I just hibernate because people get the balling out of control. They get new cars. They go buy a whole, you know, smuggler's bug at the restaurant. Come in there smelling like all type of weed and purple haze and and I'm, I'm sorry, all the comfortable sets be gone I, at the Walmart. I just wait until April and come out because, you know, I don't get no ball out of control tax return. So I'm going to let y'all have that. I ain't hating on you or nothing like that, but it, I just, everything be gone. Y'all buys everything up. So I'm telling you now, I just wait till April. And come out if I need something, I just go to you know Dollar General or uh, CVS or somewhere and get my stuff and come on out. Cause y'all gonna be at the restaurants, y'all gonna be everywhere, all in the street zigzagging. Cause y'all, you know, some okay. I, I ain't hating on you again. I'm not hating on you, but that's what's gonna happen. Uh. Also, just listen. Don't pay nobody all these hundreds of dollars to file your taxes. Don't go to H&R Block. They charging you $200 a page to file your taxes. Find somewhere to go and get your taxes done for free. So my next podcast on Wednesday, I'm going to gonna do some research and find out where we can go to get our taxes done for free. If you don't do them yourself, um, I'm gonna find out where we can go to get them done for free, okay? Because we don't need to be paying them all this kind of money. This is our money. Don't let them take 800 of your dollars if you're getting a refund for 12,000. Just because it's 12,000, don't get them 800. That's not even. That ain't, that ain't gonna work. 
because what they do is the refund goes into their account then they give you what's left over and sometimes lord when i worked at the IRS, sometimes the people can't even find their refund they're the, the little tax place or do taxes get the refund in there close up and move somewhere else and you'll never know where your money is so we're gonna figure out how we're gonna do this for free we don't need nobody taking our cut uh another thing i wanted to touch on i came up with this just a minute ago um the month of march is gonna be <laughs> march madness for real for us because we are going to figure out how we can get come up with a side hustle we're gonna come up with something, some ideas, because by the end of this year, we all gonna we all on this podcast gonna have a side hustle or two or three. Because it's like I said, the government shutdown should have opened some people's eyes, but mine was open before that. I know it needs to be some more streams of income, and guess what? We all finna figure out what our stream of income is gonna be. Okay? Because we don't got time to be broke and something happen. We got to, we ain't finna borrow no money from nobody. We not finna go get a check into cash. We not doing that. We not doing no cash advance, none of that. So this is what we gonna do. The entire month of March is gonna be dedicated to uh, getting our credit straight. We gonna figure out. We all we gonna help each other. We gonna get our credit straight. We finna um, figure out a side hustle for us. We finna do, get some business ideas going. We finna start some businesses around here. And, and we finna start living with our time free. We can free up our time. Because the further you are away from the money, the more money you making. We can't sit up and clock in and help somebody else do their work. Every day, every day, just a never-ending cycle. We, we finna figure out something else that we can do and free up some time for us. So... I want to be able to wake up and say, you know what, today I'm just going to, you know, I might work from, you know, wherever. I'm going to go to Starbucks and sit down there for a minute and get some ideas and some inspirations for my business. You know, I want all of us to do that. So March Madness is coming, so get ready. I ain't even going to say it's a boot camp or nothing, but we finna figure out some stuff. We finna figure out. The reason I say this is because today... I went to a candle making class, and that's another thing. We need to learn some new skills around here. We're going to teach ourselves. We're going to go out, seek some um, knowledge from some people. You know, I don't care who it is, black, white, yellow, whoever it is. We're going to seek some knowledge from somebody, and we're going to get ourselves some side hustles, some businesses, some money flowing, all of us, okay? Today, I went to a candle making class. Now, the class was $35 a person. The class was set up in this kind of loft-looking place. It was really nice. And they had different fragrances that you could choose from. They, it was a class of 20. So, okay, now y- y'all with me. $20, um, I'm sorry, 20 people times 35. That's $700, okay. These people hold these candle making classes maybe four or five times a day. So 700 a class times five classes is $3,500. So today alone, these people that's just teaching a candle class 
is going to make $3,500 today. So just say they're open Monday or maybe they open seven days a week. I think she did say they're open seven days a week. We're going to times 3,500 by seven. 24,000. $500 in one week. Family, we got to do better. So when I got there, the whole idea was to learn how to make a candle. But then I said, no, what I'm going to do is learn how to do this and then teach the class. I'm going to figure out a class. I'm going to figure out a class that I could teach how to make candles, how to mix them, whatever. I'm gonna figure it out. So this is what we're going to do, family. You're gonna go take a sewing class. You're gonna go take an art class. You're gonna go take a cookie making class, a cake decorating class, a calligraphy class. Wait a minute, what else? A coding class, which I'm taking. I'm getting ready to take a coding class from an inmate that was in jail. This man in jail, y'all, taught himself how to do coding while he was in jail. And so he teaching the class for free on Instagram. And I signed up for the class, so I will be, I will start on Monday. Listen, we have got to figure out some other avenues, people, okay? Now, I know we discussed this on the last podcast, but I just had to throw this good bit, tidbit out here because we out here, we, we, we messing off. We finna do some floor arrangement for somebody. We finna start, we finna go to school and do eyelashes. We gonna start some type of business. I got two people right now in my head that I know would be excellent interior designers. One of them has a, her own beauty salon. The other one lives in St. Louis and she is the truth. She is the truth. And I know that they could be one of these people that stage those houses. You know, when people have open houses to try to sell the houses, she could be one of the ones who staged the house because she is so good at this. Her eye for color and everything is so great. I sent her a picture of my living room. She told me exactly what to put in here. So maybe we could create an app for her. You take a picture, she can tell you the supplies to get. She can tell you what color scheme to go with, or you can tell her. So we're going to get into this. We're going to figure out how we're going to help each other. We're going to figure out how to make this money. And we're going to sit back and watch our money work for us. We're not going to keep on working hard every day, stressing out, uh, mad at your coworkers. Somebody ate your lunch at work. You know, you can't take a break because somebody else gone take a smoke break. You know, all that old stuff. I'm so sick of that. I'm tired of that. People not pulling their weight at your job. All of that stuff, that's going to come to an end. Because this year, all of us, we are about to get started. And we finna, look, I ain't saying stop paying, spending money on entertainment. But that's the, that's the thing that I decided to do for this year. I am not going to just spend all my money on entertainment. I ain't going to keep going to a concerts and all of this stuff. If I can pay for a concert, then I can pay for a class. I can take a class and invest in myself. So we're going to invest in ourselves this year, okay? All right. So with that being said, I just had to digress on that because I'm telling you, just I'm sitting here thinking these people making money hand over fist. So what we need to do, we're going to learn a niche. 
we're going to learn. We're going to get good at something. We're going to learn a skill. And we're going to either teach the class or we're going to use it for something else because we got to have some streams of revenue coming in, okay? Y'all agree with me. I know you do. Let me take a sip of my beer. (laughs) I don't see nothing wrong with a little beer and wine. (laughs) Give me a second. All right. So I went and got my picked up my groceries at the click list. I don't go in the grocery store no more. Everything I got everything in there, so now I'm set. And so we're gonna move on <laughs> with the uh funny stories. So I did have a funny story that I wanted to tell y'all. I was about maybe six or seven, and I grew up on the hill. And if, if you know me personally, you know where the hill is. And the hill used to be jumping. For years and years and years, the hill was jumping until, of course, my, my grandparents passed away. And then, you know, everybody kind of stopped going on the hill. But the hill was a very popular place for people. About 3 o'clock every day, everybody started rolling up on the hill. And then we would play cards and stuff. So this has been going on since I was uh young you know before I was even born so one particular day now mind you again I'm seven or six maybe one particular day night when everybody's on the hill playing cards and eating and whatever we doing I'm on the hill I guess I was bored I didn't know what I was doing or whatever so my cousins my two cousins Charles Odom V Dream laying in bed asleep okay so I'm looking around walking around I'm six seven whatever I go look on the dresser I see a razor blade <laughs> I see a razor blade I said oh okay so now it ain't no one that's in the razor that you shave your legs with it or your beard this is a blade this is the actual blade that you get out of the razor or whatever. This is a blade. So I get the blade, y'all. I don't know what possessed me to do this. I don't even know. I don't even know. But I went over to my two cousins that were sleeping. And I shaved off every last eyebrow they had. Every last one. Now, I'm six or seven. So I don't know nothing about how to hold a blade how to get in there and get it good or whatever. So, y'all, I've been arching eyebrows since six. I went over there and took all their damn eyebrows off. Every single one of them. My cousin V Dream, I couldn't get to all of hers because she was laying on her side, so, like, the top part was shaved off of hers. But my cousin Charzetta, I wore her out. I took the whole rail and just shaved off all her eyebrows. So, my cousins get up. And they, you know, that they wake up finally. And look in the mirror, my cousin look in the mirror, and she was like, something, something ain't right about my face. Something ain't right at all. And, she, you know, she looking, and V-Dream gets up, and she said, yeah, something ain't right about me either. <laughs> she said, wait a minute, I only got half an eyebrow. <laughs> she said, wait, I ain't got no eyebrows. My cousin, Charzetta, she said, all my damn eyebrows gone. All my eyebrows gone. I ain't got nothing. Who done shaved off my eyebrows? 
So my sister, we're three years apart. I done told them she did it. Because I'm like, well, she Chanel must have did it because Patrice must have did it because I didn't do it. And I saw how they was, you know, getting on to her. So I said, no, nah, uh, I ain't going to let them talk to her like that. Let me go on say that I did it. I said, well, I did it. I took your eyebrows off. You know, I shaved them off. So it was funny at the time, but then it's like, how does six-year-old shave us, shave our whole our entire eyebrows off without even cutting us? I didn't cut nobody. Wasn't nobody bleeding. Nobody's hope, nobody's forehead was hanging off. None of that. I don't know what. So I've been having a precision for a, for a hand for a long time. So don't ever go to sleep around me because I might, you know, get to shaving your eyebrows, arch your beard up, something, anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but my cousin wanted me to share that story because she woke up and didn't have nothing. She said, girl, I look, I'm bare at the face. She didn't have nothing. I shaved all the eyebrows off. I don't even know why. I still to this day don't know why. <laughs> but, um, so that was my kind of funny story. But I did want to share another story. Now, this story is not funny, but I think it's interesting. Um, a lot of people know who my son's father is. And I just wanted to share the story about how I met him. And... I always tell people he was a good guy. He he really set the bar for a lot of things that because pe- people really don't know this, but he set the bar for a lot of things. You know, um, of course, later on in life, his career took him in different directions, and you know that's cool. Lord rest his soul. But um, when I first met him. I was at TSU. Well, let me back up a little bit. When I was in high school, this guy used to pick me up every morning for school and take me to school at Bolton. And he would play in the car every day. And I used to be like, why he can't play another song? Like, what is this song? And the song would say, Scarecrow, Scarecrow. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to hear this song every day. Oh, so, and of course, my son's father was Lord Infamous, the Scarecrow. And so his song was Scarecrow. I don't even know. I can't even tell you what the name of that song was. It was just annoying to me at that time. So fast forward, I'm at TSU. I'm coming from, at that time, I was uh, taking tennis class. So I was coming from the tennis. I had my little racket, had my skirt on, whatever. And I'm walking. I'm minding my own business. And I hear this. Y'all, y'all don't understand. <laughs> Ricky, that's his name. Ricky had a little, a little quiet voice. His voice didn't raise up high. It was real quiet. He was like, hey. <laughs> he sounded like a little mouse. Hey, how you doing? And I, you know, I look around like, wait, who is this? You know, because. I, I didn't see anybody, but he was in the back of a Suburban. The, the Suburban that DJ Paul talked about all the time. Bourbon and them swerving or whatever in the in the orange bourbon. So he was in the back of that orange Suburban. And I just saw, I looked over and I just saw this guy hanging out the window. 
I mean, he didn't look like a rapper or anything. He just looked like a regular person. And y'all, I swear, my son right now looks exactly like what he looked like when I met his dad. And it's so scary because every time I look at him, when we're on FaceTime, I was like, oh my God, can you please not look like this? <laughs> but yes, he looks exactly like him. So I went over, I talked to him. I think I went, I think he came and picked me up later on that night. Now, mind you, I did not know that this was Lord Infamous, the scarecrow at all. Because he didn't introduce himself as that. He just said, my name is Ricky, blah, 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 whatever. I'm here with my family. We up here um, go to the club or something. We just ride around Nashville. Okay, cool. So we exchanged numbers. When I would go home to Memphis, I would see him. Now, we exchanged phone numbers. We would talk periodically or whatever. Still didn't say, I rap with 3-6 Mafia. And at that time... Their new album, Mystic Styles, had just came out. So they, this was like their first nationwide album, and it had just came out. So they were, you know, on tour, doing shows everywhere, anywhere you could think of. So uh, I would come home to Memphis. He would come see me, y'all. Now, he lived in South Memphis. I live in Barlett. He would come see me. He will drive from South Memphis to Barlett. No matter what time it was, he would come see me. And not ever did he ever bring up I am Lord Infamous. Ever. So one day it was Halloween, I'll never forget. We was going to the club. It was Club Malibu at the time in Nashville. And they was like, you know, 3-6 Mafia having a Halloween party or whatever. So whatever the group to come to Halloween in 3-6 Mafia. So we go into the club. We get in there. They they up on stage. So I'm looking like, wait a minute. <laughs> this guy looks familiar. <laughs> and he up there, he jumping all around. And he's, you know, <laughs> you know, he sounded like somebody I ain't never heard before. With this voice and, you know, because he changed his whole voice when he goes into Lord Infamous. Now, when he's Ricky, he's different. But Lord Infamous, he sounds different. So, I'm looking like, this man is a whole rapper. An entire rapper. He didn't even say nothing to me about him being a rapper at all. So, when they got done with the show... There was like a VIP section up over the dance floor. So I just happened to look up there and I see him. He was like, come here. And I said, uh-uh, I'm not coming up there. I'm not coming up there by myself. And I'm not walking over. Uh-uh, I'm not doing it. I said, you got to come get me. So he came down the stairs. He came, got me. And we went up to the little VIP section where you could see over into the, all, you know, the dance floor where people were dancing and stuff. And I said... Why didn't you tell me that you was a rapper? And y'all, he said, for what? I mean, I guess it, it didn't matter. But he was like, for what? What would I tell you that for? He said, because that's just something I do. You know, I'm a rapper, but I just want you to get to know who I am. And, of course, it made sense to me. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So after that... Um, you know, we continued to stay in touch. I mean, we we actually dated. I mean, 
when I came home for that summer, oh my goodness, he would go to a concert, do a show somewhere in Alabama or somewhere local, Arkansas, wherever. He would come, he would do a show. Of course, now he probably didn't get on the stage until 12 at the show. He would come all the way from wherever he was to Bartlett to see me. It could be three in the morning, two in the morning, four in the morning. I don't care what it is, he was coming. He came and he would come because he, he'd go home change clothes. He'd go home change clothes and put on like regular clothes. Like a, he would drive all the way out there. Now, if you don't understand where South Memphis is from Bartlett, I'm going to say maybe from Nashville to, hmm, maybe Smyrna. Smyrna-ish. Somewhere like that. So it wasn't close. You driving, first of all, you just did a whole concert show. You got up on stage, probably didn't get up because you was the last act, probably to 12. You stay up there maybe an hour or two. It's so now it's 2 o'clock. You leave there, you call me. Hey, I'm coming to see you. You get there about 2, I mean 3 o'clock, 3.30. He stayed until maybe 5 or 6 in the morning and drive back. Whenever he came on the weekends when he didn't have a show or on the weekday when he didn't have a show, he would, he brought flowers. He dressed up. I was like, oh my God, this I got a whole rapper. <laughs> and I think the amazement between us was he was a good person without being a rapper. You know, he was very intelligent. Um, he, you know, it was just a lot of things. Like he didn't even listen to rap music. He listened to Prince and Mint Condition and Tamiya sometimes. So he didn't even listen to rap music at all. And he had like some of the greatest ideas and some of the greatest conversations ever. And I think my amazement with him is because he had both. He was street and he was smart. And I think he, his amazement with me is like, this girl is in, in school. She's trying to do something for herself. And she actually likes me, you know? So I think that was the thing that um, kept us together. Of course, after, um, you know, after a while, you know, this just, it happens. And, you know, just, we all take a different direction. And, but I still um, respected him. I respected what he did. I always supported him. I always went to his concerts. He would tell me where to go. Me and my cousin Tamla would be there um, all the time. I supported him. I really did. And, um, cause I wasn't just, we weren't girlfriend and boyfriend, just girlfriend and boyfriend. I was his fan. I was an actual fan because I saw him write raps, you know, on a piece of, uh, paper set. You know, he go to the liquor store or something or go to the corner store and get a beer and write, he'll write the rap right there on the paper. I'm like, do you not have a notebook? He said, I don't need it. I don't need it because I, as soon as it comes to my head, I got to write it down. And I ain't got time to look for no notebook. So that was very interesting, um, you know, kind of relationship. And everything happens for a reason. I had a beautiful baby boy by him. And, you know, then uh, Lil Ricky came and then Omari came. And I loved them just the same. And 
y'all, I took Ricky on the hill. We went on the hill, and you talking about somebody that totally changed. This man was on trampolines. He was playing volleyball, kickball, anything you could think of. He was doing stuff that you think a younger child would do. But he was enjoying himself. Because I believe that with him being in the rap business, in the rap game, he didn't have time to really enjoy small things, you know, the little things in life. So when he went on the hill and I would take him on the hill, he'd sit in the middle of the floor and eat. And people would be, my family would be like, oh my God, Lord Infamous in the middle of the floor eating. And they would just be looking at him like Lord Infamous on trampoline jumping. You know, I, I just, it was, he was a different person then everybody else knew him as. We would go out with Jalen, and he didn't like like the autographs and all of that. He didn't like doing that. He didn't like the attention. I did. I'm like, you want my autograph? You can have mine. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm walking, we was in the mall one day, and all kinds of people was coming up to us. I was like, shoot, you can get my autograph. I signed my name. You know, because I was like, I, I don't get this kind of attention. You do it all the time. I'm going to sign something. I'm going to sign somebody's shirt or something because I'm walking with you. So I just wanted to share that with everyone because people don't know, you know, we, we actually had a relationship. We actually dated. We actually went out. We ate. I mean, he, like I said, he set the bar because when he said he was going to do something, he did it. And if he said, I'm going to come see you, I'm going to come see you. Because he wanted to come see me. It didn't matter what time it was. He didn't care what time it was. I, I'm going to come see you because I know you're just here for a little while. You got to go back to school, whatever. I'm going to come see you. He brought flowers. He dressed up. He was a gentleman. He opened doors. Y'all don't understand. He, this is the kind of person that he was. So, you know, I, I, and I understand, again, you know, some his career took him to do some other places and you know that's fine because sometimes it, it happens and but he was a great person y'all and I could write a book about this because he was a good he was he was good he was a good person and he meant well and you know he was real smart a lot of people don't know that he taught himself how to play the guitar or whatever so I just wanted to share that story with you guys I'm gonna wrap it up for now um I do want to remind you continue to look on Rat Race Rebellion um, website for work from home jobs. Make sure that you're looking every day because they have some different stuff every day. And I got two people for my women's sexuality panel for February 9th. So if you still want to volunteer for that, if you want to come and be on the panel, let me know. Hit me up. Let me know. March Madness, y'all, we finna get this, we finna get the ball rolling, okay? We finna get this ball rolling, okay? Because we, this whole year, 2019, one of us or some of us finna do something and we gonna pull the rest of us up with you. Black, white, yellow, purple, I don't care what color you are. We finna do this, y'all, all right? So I'm gonna close it up right now. Y'all enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Send me five dollars. I'm out. Peace.